We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. People get the poops from Jack in the Box. Like people used to be eating each other. We used to be a real country. (laughs) (laughs) Make America great again. (laughs) Bring back cannibalism. Welcome to The Holy Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sampson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, I was going to say... I think that the Mercury retrograde shadow after Mercury retrograde is always worse than the actual retrograde. Are we in a shadow right now? Yes. What are you experiencing? Like the technical difficulties we just had now. And then like true all of the fucking construction just like little inconveniences some weird stuff happened at work today. Oh, it was really it's juicy. Uh, It's not about like my immediate like team or anything or like any of the people i work with but our client Ooh, mm-hmm. client t <gasps> the best kind oh i decided what my presidential platform would be if i was running for president Ooh. speaking of loud noises what i would make um every sound that stresses pets out illegal <laughs> <laughs> and i think that that's fair fireworks fireworks on people that soup up their stupid fucking cars to make them really loud illegal i think i am Jail. i think i'm also an animal well, yeah. I guess we all are. Yeah. Because I hate all those sounds too. Well, I th- hate noise pollution. If you vote for me. I will. You will Amelia never have to deal president. with it again. Yeah. I'm sick of, I feel like power tools are loud just for the sake of being loud. I Agreed. I th- and then the same with like gardening stuff. Yeah. We don't need it to yeah. be that loud. No. Frank and I were walking to um, the just Dyson like a little corner store. The is so quiet. It's so quiet. The, but there were, somebody was putting like trees into one of those like, um, machines that just like chop them up it's like a wood chipper oh and it was so loud and i get it they're gobbling up trees but it was like dramatically loud i'm like there's no way that's necessary it doesn't need to be that loud but men love machines that make a lot of noise that's there's like an snl skit where um they make like uh house chores type things like uh the washing machine things like that they make them like really like big and loud and manly so you can feel manly while you clean around the house that's my fucking point they're just like 
blowing. I hate leaf blowers. Yeah, me too. Specifically. They're just blowing them around. What? Why? Yeah, that's all that they do. Is it just to get them off of their property? To, that, I, to put it onto someone else's property? Is that what a leaf blower is for? They're like, you're supposed to put them in a bag. How, I, I understand, like, you know, trying to get them in a pile. I'm, I'm seeing what a leaf blower is it's used just for. Like, is this really more af- efficient? Like, And then half the time they don't, like, actually clean up the leaves. Yeah, it says just to clear paved and concrete pathways, remove cobwebs. Somebody worked really hard on that. <laughs> let the spiders live in their house okay clean out the shed as long as their house is not in my house i don't care where the fuck spiders are dry your car that's none of my business who the fuck's drying their car with a leaf blower someone uh, some <laughs> start a fire a man with the smallest penis ever is drying his car with a leaf blower it says start a fire the google ai says start a fire i guess like to this is to this it. is just now they're reaching. What a they're manly looking, invention. They're, they're making up reasons to have a leaf blower. Yeah. Because you could fucking you, you could start a fire. It's like having a flamethrower. Like, no, do you really need that? I would love to have a flamethrower. <laughs> Unless you are a firefighter doing, like, controlled burning. So there aren't, like, wildfires. Yeah. You don't need a you don't need a flamethrower. I would just use it to light my candles. I would feel so powerful. <sighs> would, like, you pow- could get a little one. I'm I'm gonna do it and then I'll make creme brulee. Um uh, blowtorch. So those do exist. Oh blowtorch, that's what I'm thinking of. Not not a flamethrower. Yeah, flamethrower is way more aggressive. Well I want that, I like aggressive. I, I do think a blowtorch is it has a purpose and it's for like welding and stuff. And creme brulee. And creme brulee. Obviously. The two things. <laughs> welding the and two creme brulee. pillars. Yeah of humanity what else is there <laughs> i can't even think me- of anything medicine now. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, fucking doctors and shit uh we don't need that when we have a i'm forgetting what it's called <laughs> flamethrower no <laughs> <laughs> blowtorch <laughs> blowtorch <laughs> this is turning into the broly hour blow blowtorch versus flamethrower who would win flamethrower for sure that would like immediately toast you right up like a little marshmallow. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I've always wanted to be Maybe like a, a marshmallow, roasted marshmallow. Mm, put me over the fucking open fire. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, daddy, yeah. brown me on all sides. Fuck. Am I gonna be your fucking chestnut? <laughs> Have oh. you ever had a s'mores with a Reese's? have i had a sploosh oh my so god good. it's so fucking good so especially good. i i i had one for the first time when i was high oh my god that sounds amazing i had two i felt sick after but i was like it's worth, so it. worth it speaking of me eating when i'm high um i had guests over uh <laughs> to mr liz's house oh i was like why the fuck <laughs> was wasn't like, i there? there yeah you were there <laughs> um yeah amelia and frank and then two other friends joined us at mr liz's and i was like a little crossfaded i like you know i'll have a a drink or two but i prefer to like smoke a little weed because i don't feel like shit when i wake up um so i'm a i was like a little zooted and when you guys left frank had said something like he wants a cheeseburger (laughs) And then Mr. Liz is like, I can make you a cheeseburger. And he's like, no, 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 no. And then when everybody left, I was like, I kind of want a cheeseburger. And he was like, 
I can make you, yeah, I'll make you a cheeseburger. And then he's like getting all the stuff out and he's like, I don't have buns. And then he like needed something else too. And I was like, oh, then never mind. I'll just like eat a bowl of cereal or something. Like we had other stuff. And then he's like, no, no, I want to. And then I was like, I do not want you to make me a cheeseburger if it like requires, it's midnight and you're going to go to the store. I could not. Oh, he was like, he had to go to the store for it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And um, just so everybody knows, the store is very close. It is like a <laughs> one and a half minute walk. Oh, right, but that at that hour, that's like I a know. Good yeah, point. it's yeah. late. It's like, I'll eat it's literally like, anything else. You go, you're going to go this late to the grocery store. It's not that big of a deal. Um, and then he's like, he, I was like, I don't want you to go do that. Like just for me. And he's like, I want to make you a cheeseburger. And then I almost started crying because I was like, how special is it that someone loves me so much that they're willing to go to the grocery store and make me a cheeseburger That's at love. midnight? That's love. I like was so happy. And it was the he he also loves like pandering to me being stoned. Like <laughs> he'll say funnier jokes and make better snacks. Fuck like, yeah. Um, and I think it's because he used to be a stoner. So he like knows he he, he knows what buttons to push yeah what, yeah what high people want absolutely <laughs> so he made just like the sluttiest most delicious cheeseburger i've ever had Bro. it was so fucking good it looked like how you it, it tasted like it looked and tasted like what you think a krabby patty is gonna taste oh like. i know exactly what you mean it was uh it was so good oh, i miss cheeseburgers man that's like the one thing that i met actually that and that and steak Amelia doesn't eat, I don't red, eat meat red meat as a as a reminder. But I think that eventually I might start again. I'll never eat pork again, but like mm-hmm. I think about beef too frequently. <laughs> but I think I might it might be by iron deficiency. Yeah, I was going to say maybe you also have like vitamin B iron deficiency. I I, ha- I do. I have a vitamin B and a vitamin D deficiency. Fun fact about me, speaking of which, I also have a hemorrhoid. <laughs> I have hemorrhoids. Had a <laughs> Hemorrhoids. man um i was i was at urgent care pretty late last night y'all um got got a my f- very first hemorrhoid you called it when i texted you you're like i bet it's hemorrhoids well i, I like, just hopefully. learned about that <laughs> i was uh, so worried i think i told you i read about it but actually mr liz was reading a reddit thread to me and i internalized that as i was reading it <laughs> Yeah, I read something somewhere. It's trans. It's transferring the information in the same way. I just, there's just a middleman. I've considered not going on any social media for like a month, outside of just when I'm like doing it for my job, obviously. But because I was just like, I'm always like consuming something. Like, no wonder I can't remember anything. Yeah. Oh, I've I- I've, I've c- taken in so much information just today. Selfishly, I need you to fight my battles, though. I do I do be doing that. Um we did that this weekend. We did. We we got the band back together. We we really did. We got the band back together. <laughs> Amelia and I used to uh fight with I hate saying fight. It was like it was more like bully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would bully people on Twitter that who, were being bullies. Yeah, if they were just like being bigots. Because that's the um that's the spirit of Twitter. Especially now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Um, speaking of um, keeping your brain out of the internet, we made a list of things that are none of our business. Mm -hmm. I came across this video today on TikTok and sent it to Liz. And I don't know if it's a trend going on right now or if it's just this these two girls that did it. But it's so fucking funny. I kind of think it's a trend. But because the comments on that video were like, this is the funniest one of these I've seen. Oh, OK. OK, cool. Um, but uh, so we we made a short list of things that are none of our business. <laughs> We'll go back and forth. Yeah. Okay, you start. Um, what's happening on the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> it's none that of my business. None of my fucking business. It's none of my business. I don't know if I ever wanted to be my business. No, but people will pay half a million dollars to go. Ha oh, God. It's none of my Ugh. business. I almost I forgot about that yeah. until just now. Scary. Lest we, lest we never forget. Have you ever seen the videos on TikTok of, like, marine biologists, like, watching... Uh, little sea creatures no and they're like amazed by these little guys because like some of them are rare so they're like oh fuck yeah oh my god what are we looking at this is so cool this is it must be like this kind of jellyfish and i feel excited with them totally it's but exciting but there's too much we don't know yeah they're and not at the bottom of the ocean none of know? my business Ooh. um uh, one thing that's none of my business um your other friends names that's none of my business <laughs> and not just you like any of my friends if they're not in our shared friend circle i have no idea who the fuck you're talking yeah, that's about none of my business it's i just especially if i haven't met them yeah i'm trying though i trying if they have like a nickname or a story then i can keep up but mm -hmm. it i'm not gonna remember the real name until i meet them in person yeah no totally um 
those little bugs that live under our eyelids and eat our mascara. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about those. None of my business. I don't give up their that's just none of my business. Listen, if they if my mascara is their snack, that's none of my that's business. None of my business. Eat what you want to eat. <laughs> um, what states cities are in? That's none of my business. <laughs> like little state like little cities. Yeah. I don't I don't know where the fuck that is. Like no. Mr. Liz's family is on the East Coast and then some of them live in like this one city and I always think it's Vermont, but there it is New York, mm-hmm. but I think it's Vermont every time and he's always has to correct me. Absolutely. That that and like different capitals of different states. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. That's none of my business. I Well, my mom made me little like uh, puzzle cards. Right. This is to the study. Thing. Why did we need? Why did we need? To why do we need to this? know that? We don't. It's none of our business. Like, For why do I need to know the capital of fucking Nebraska? Is it Omaha? I don't know. I know it's the I that's think pretty it's big. Omaha. Well, it doesn't matter. It's none of my business. Yeah. Okay. My next one. How and when I'm going to die. <laughs> none of my business that's it's good that you can uh <laughs> categorize that in none of my business because it should be none of my business you know when and how i'm gonna die but it is something that i regularly panic about oh all of us do but it but it's not it's none of my business it's like it'll consume your life like if i had the option to know how and when i was gonna die i, I wouldn't you know what yeah same none of my oh business. my god let's see another thing that is none of my business how much houses cost Oh, yeah. That is none of my business. No, it makes I, me sad. In Seattle, I'm like, it's over a million dollars. Yeah. If it's not a condo and has more than two bedrooms, it is over a million dollars. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But it's none of my business. And and anywhere else in the United States, how much a house is, is none of my business. No. It's one of those things where I'm like, you know, I, I'll probably have a house someday. Yeah, but I mean, it's just depressing for now. It's none of my business. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, you're paying this in Seattle. You could get like a like a mega mansion in Arizona. It's like that's none of my business. And I don't want to fucking live there. Yeah, I I don't care if I can live in a city where I don't know what state it's in (laughs) to buy a house. It makes me sad. Um, Fantasy football. Oh yeah, none of my business. None of my business. I don't even. Yeah, I have no idea what goes on. I don't understand it. Yeah. I also don't. I mean, I don't understand what goes on in regular football. Yeah. Um, and that's why, like, I like attending sporting events. Don't want to watch them on TV. Mm-hmm. I also have no idea what's going on. No, I'm there for um the high spirits and the vibes and the camaraderie. I love high spirits, vibes, like, and camaraderie. I just like feeling included. You know. Me too. Yeah. Except I did go to a women's soccer game the other week and that is the most excited I've been about any sport. Fuck yeah. It was so fun to watch. What what team was it? Um I see that's none of my business. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're right. You're right. Oh my god. <laughs> I do know some of them were on the US like World Cup soccer team. Sick. Or the Olympic team? I don't know. What do they call it? I, it's none, none of my, my business. business. <laughs> 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 uh, um, okay. Another thing that's none of my business. What kind of dog you have? Oh, that's all my business. You could tell me. I I know a few dog breeds, um, but if you're telling me about your dog and you tell me the breed, my eyes are going to glaze over because 
I can't usually visualize it. Oh, heard. Like, that really, makes sense. I'm like, is it big or is it small? Or is it like kind of a medium dog? Yeah, that's how you know you've had cats your whole life. Yeah. Well, because cats are just, you're, it's like, what kind of cat is it? It's like, orange. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a black cat. Yeah. I have a black cat and a fluffy cat. Any dream anyone has ever, unless I'm in it. <laughs> it's none of my business. Like, I don't want to know. Whenever people are like, oh my God, I had the craziest dream last night. I don't give a fuck. The second they're like, you were in it. I'm like, I need to know every single detail. What did I do? Was yeah. I hot? Right. Like, was it a did sex dream? Did you fall in love with me? Did, yeah. I, did I die? I have to know these things. Otherwise, it's none of my business. <laughs> Another thing that's none of my business is how old my coffee is. I've told you this. Well, if it's out, honestly, if it's out more than overnight, then I'll toss it. But yeah. I've been known to drink it like two days later, which is not, you know, something you shouldn't do. Yeah. Well, have you died? No. It's none of your business. Sometimes I get the poops, but that could be from anything. It could be just from having coffee, period. Yeah. Or your period. That's true. Um, I'm not eating food I leave out, though. No, hell no. That shit's going in the trash. Absolutely. Um, Depending on how long it's been out. Because sometimes it takes me a long time to eat uh, meals. So... I have to eat them slowly and then I'll go do something else and then I'll come back and finish it. Four hours is the rule. Yeah. I, I saw something like that per today. Did you hear about the um, fried rice syndrome or something? No. Um, It's basically if you just leave the same food out like over time and you just keep eating it. Like if you get a, a pizza and you leave it out for like two days and you just keep eating that. You could die from that. A kid recently died and he was eating pasta that he had left out for a week. He was just like eating a little bit during the week. Well, and it's not refrigerated or anything. I'm like, what? Okay. Crazy. And also like we like used to eat just like cows like alive. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like we've evolved backward. You know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. You know, people get the poops from Jack in the Box. Like, people used to be eating each other. We used to be a real country. (laughs) Make America great again. (laughs) Bring back cannibalism. (laughs) Something that's none of my business, how much money I spent on Uber Eats this week. (laughs) See, that is a lot of my business. It adds up. It should be my business, but it's not. It's just not. It it can be your business when you want it to be. Yeah. You know? Like I'll count it eventually right now. It's none of my business. Um, who my neighbors are, none of my business. That is the most West Coast thing. I don't know anybody who lives in my building. I don't know their names. I say hi to them. I know one of their names. Um, and it's because she's the building manager. Oh. <laughs> Dan. Um, and I don't know anybody else's name and I've actually like never run into anybody who lives on my floor. Really? Yeah. I see your neighbors all the time when I come in. That is so strange. Frank knows every person. Maybe. Frank knows every person in his building. Every single person. He is the type of person to know everyone. He's just, whenever we're in the elevator, I'm like, oop, oop, because I'm so used to people like like not interacting with their neighbors. My my neighbors, because I live, I work from home. Well, it's, you know, now you're about to move, so. I almost said I live from home, but. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. A lot of people uh, tend to do that. Aren't we living from home my from home, home is wherever i'm living you're alive from home but are you really living from home <laughs> let's start a magazine let's start like a uh the magazine just has the vibe of christian girl fall but it's not christian or anything um and it's called living from home magazine 
I love that. Yeah, like knee-high boots and like mm-hmm. plaid scarves. Yeah, anytime. And then one of those Christian girl hats, the Ooh. wide brim. Oh, yes. Can we do a, a Christian girl fall photo shoot? Yeah. yeah. And play in the leaves. Oh, my God. That would be so fun. I would love that. We're doing it. I, w- I would love that. Okay, let's do it. Um, oh, that was all my things. Um, I only have two more. Um, how old you are after age 30? None of my business. No. No. If you are older than 30, I don't care. Yeah. You know, we're, it's, I, I can guess the general range of yeah. how old people are. Um, if you're 30 and under, I'm only curious because I'm like curious if your frontal lobe is done developing yet. Mm. Um, and then also I am afraid of people who are under the age of 22, I think. Oh yeah. I, I'd say I, like 25 for you me. You guys are so I don't know what's going on. No, like, I'm so out of touch. I have no idea what's going on. And it feels like my business. I don't know what dating is like for you guys. Um, it seems really rough. And then I'm like, was it always rough? I think it was, but we were more conditioned for the patriarchy than they were. Fuck. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so we just were delusional. Hey, sometimes ignorance is bliss. It's true. Um, this this is my last one. What your tattoos mean? That's none of my business. Oh, interesting. Also, what my tattoos mean is none of my business because they don't really mean anything. Yeah, I, I mean ascribe cool. meaning to all of my tattoos, and at least three of them have no meaning. They're loose. The, my tattoos have loose meaning to me. Yeah, same. Like um, that's for my middle name. I just like women. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think women are dope. So that's that's it. That's just the reason. Immortalize them. On yeah. Your arm. But as you said, it's not a, it's none of your business. Yeah. It's basically it's none of my business. It's if you like it, then you like it. And I do. Boom. Fuck. That was fun. That was fun. Um. So we've been talking about doing a mailbag episode for a while now, and the time has come. So that's what we're gonna do. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to whack my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. If I was editing this week, I would keep that in and I would double it. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to whack my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. If I was editing this week, I would keep that in and I would double it. (laughs) Now I'm going to do that. Before we before we dive into the mailbag, we love when y'all leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. I think you can actually leave reviews on Spotify now too, because at the bottom of every episode, it's like, what did you think about today's episode? But either way, wherever you're able to leave us reviews, it really means a lot. Um, and we got a really nice one. Uh, God, this was like a little bit over a month ago, but I, would, I just wanted to share it. And if you leave a review, I don't know, maybe we'll read it. Only if it's nice though. <laughs> Be nice to us. We're fragile. Um, this one says, the subject is, I wish I had these friends in my life. And then it says, like at any point, having these ladies in my life would make me feel just less like I was, w- less like what I was doing was awkward or odd. Liz and Amelia talk the way you've always wanted to talk to someone. There's laughs, there's jokes, there's endless stories, but there is zero judgment. I love how they speak for themselves while also supporting others' voices and speaking on behalf of their experience without belittling anyone else's. Oh, they talk in a way I want the world to talk in a positive way, accepting all genders and sexualities and with genuine care and thought. They make me laugh so hard and make me feel like my sexploitations are way more normal now I hear others discuss it too. 
that's so fucking nice thank you for taking that's the time so to write thoughtful. that that's so that's it's yeah it's just i want to print these out this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right. So this one's going to be a big letter, but that's okay because I think it will be a good discussion. Um, It's titled Funny Little Story Plus a Big Question. Hi, Amelia and Liz. I just wanted to say I love the podcast and it's one of my favorite parts of the week. I just wanted to share something that's fairly irrelevant, but it gives me a laugh. I have a niece named Addie, and when she was three years old, she always asked me to tell her some pooky Tories. (laughs) which was the way she said spooky stories. Every time I hear your intro now, when Liz says, email us your spicy stories, my brain substitutes pooky Tories. Instead, I chuckle to myself for like five minutes. It's a great way to start the listening session. Now for my question. I am 36 AMAB, non-binary, they, them. And if you guys don't know what AMAB means, it means um, assigned male at birth. Uh, I have been listening for a while, and I believe neither of you have children, so it may be hard to relate, but I could use your advice. I started dating my now wife, 36F, 36 female, she, her, in August of 2016. We had a great sex life until December. Until that point, we had been using condoms as well as we both wanted kids, but it was way too soon in our relationship to consider that. We had a scare with a broken condom, and she decided she wanted to go on birth control. After talking to her doctor, we she went on the depot shot. From that moment on, her sex drive was non-existent. But she didn't tell me that until I asked her if something was wrong after she was less enthusiastic during sex a little after the shot. She told me that she didn't really want to have sex, but she was afraid that if she said no, I'd resent and leave her. I told her I'd never do that and that my love for her was much deeper than having sex. Around a month in, we connected the dots that it was the depot that killed her desire. She wasn't sad by it. In fact, she seemed to be happier. She got the shot once more three months after the first, but then stopped because she said she felt guilty because she knew I did want sex in the relationship and she absolutely does not want any sort of open relationship. Neither do I for the record. Despite me saying we can use condoms, she tried other forms of hormonal birth control and her desire didn't come back. So now, around the end of 2018, we were married, and she stopped all birth control, and we decided we were ready for kids, but um, but would just leave it up to nature. Whatever happens will happen. We had sex maybe five times from the time she went on depot until this point. Her desire was slowly recovering. It was she, uh, it was she never wanted sex to now being maybe every second or third time she ovulates, she was super horny. During 2019, we had sex maybe five times, but one of which she got pregnant from. We were so happy. In 2020, she gave birth, and then comes the hectic new parents phase where our entire relationship was in survival mode. We were both just absolutely exhausted, but it became better once the baby was about a year old and we finally had some energy for sex again. And she almost immediately was pregnant once we did. The story for this one was basically the same as the last, but even more work. She had a terrible pregnancy and it took a big toll on her body. She already has lupus and it is on top of that 
Um, all of the crazy shit that can that can and does happen to a pregnant person is just wild. And of course, no doctor seemed sympathetic. We heard so much, oh, that's normal. And she was told to just deal with it, deal with so much from every single doctor. I felt so useless to help her get the care she needed. Sorry, kind of ranting on how the bullshit, how bullshit the medical system is to women. Amen. <laughs> um, Anyway, we had our second with a traumatic birth where she was in so much pain that she was literally asking me to kill her. She couldn't get an epidural because of a spinal fusion. And of course, they consider her, considered her high risk, so, so pushed for an induction two weeks early. Her body was not ready for that, and forcing it early seemed to make the pain 10 times worse than the, one, than the first one. She literally passed out several times, and we were begging the doctors to take her to do a C-section. Finally, after 20 hours, they agreed. She told them while she's in there to get her tubes tied because we are just done after this. The plan was originally for me to get a vasectomy, but she insisted she wanted to do this as a fail-safe. So much trauma. After we had our second, it was the same as the first, but even more exhausting. As we near our second child turning two now, we are finally having sex more regularly, but it's still maybe once a month at the absolute most. We've discussed it at length, but she has a lot of feelings hitting the brakes right now on her sex drive. One is that she says she feels like a prude after becoming a mother. Her brain tells her that moms do not have sex and that she's doing something immoral. She knows it's not correct, but it's hard to ignore. Another is that she does not feel good about her body. She's put on something like 60 pounds since we first met, but I couldn't give a single fuck. She's sexy and I love her, but... With how fucked society is, she's got no self-esteem. I compliment her all the time, but she's one of those people that can't take a compliment. And the, it says, ha ha. So, <laughs> um, even when we first were dating, anytime I told her she was so smart, beautiful, capable, etc., she just rolled her eyes. So I'm not sure how to help. She was also sexually abused as a kid by a neighbor, and nobody believed her. Absent dad raised by her perpetually working grandma and unreliable mom. I know for certain she needs therapy, without a doubt. Nobody around accepts her insurance, and I make too much uh, for any sort of sliding scale assistance. But money is incredibly tight still. I told her she needs it, and we will make it work, but she still refuses and doesn't want to spend money on it. How can I help her? I know this is a lot, and y'all aren't mental health professionals, but do you have any advice at all? Sorry this was so long and have a wonderful day and thanks for your time. If you happen to use this, I'd prefer you didn't use my real name. We don't use any names. So thank you for your letter. Thank you so much for taking the time to write this. Yeah. I mean, just like off the bat, like you you caring as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Like obviously like, peop- like you want to have sex, but it doesn't seem like it's coming from like solely that angle. Like it genuinely seems like you care a lot about how your wife is feeling and that's amazing yeah, that was, i mean in my opinion that was like the whole focus the whole, of it. yeah there like, was like it's like se- not having sex is just a symptom yeah right right she's like clearly like been through it with i mean like ev- everything that <laughs> we don't need to go back through everything that you hit but it's been a lot and my suggestion until you got to the bottom of reading the email was gonna be like a sex therapist because like this is not unique to her you know this is like something that a lot of couples go through um but nobody really talks about so it feels very isolating but then you know you mentioned the insurance thing and like the money and that's so real i think like my suggestion would be 
to just like utilize any like free or inexpensive like education that you can get your hands on like mm-hmm. like audiobooks there's a lot of really really great sex therapists on tiktok oh yeah well i also obviously i highly recommend come as you are mm-hmm. because it does approach complex things like this you know it makes you reframe how you're thinking about sex and intimacy because not having sex is just a symptom of the actual problem and how what I interpret the actual problem is like it's the same thing that they mentioned which is her sex drive like she she feels like moms aren't supposed to have sex Mm -hmm. and I think that's a really important thing to touch on just that that like implication that society puts on women especially moms and moms have like the worst judgment Mm -hmm. cast on them yeah from every direction you have to be a perfect mom and um still somehow like feel desirable and like be like the the sexy virgin essentially yeah Uh, like that's still the expectation but then you also have to be conservative because you have kids now Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just it seems like so mentally and emotionally exhausting yeah so come as you are we'll have things like that and then um i haven't gone through a lot of this book but it's called mating in captivity and it's by esther perel i'm sure everyone is sick of hearing me talk about her um but it's it like I think that in tandem with come as you are is so helpful and really opens your eyes and I think that your wife is going to like need to rediscover her sexuality in a different way and that's gonna take time yeah and like it's not gonna be dormant forever we all have that like that fire inside you know totally that feeling of desire yeah it's just now things are different. Yeah. And like, I mean, I think that you understand completely like how this <laughs> just like you are your partner and what your partner needs. But like she's going to have to like come to terms with like putting in whatever work is necessary. Not saying that she's not like at all, mm-hmm. but like it really does. You can only do so much. Yeah. And you have two kids now. Yeah. That adds that. I mean, that's going to take priority mm-hmm. yeah. over anything else like. I can only imagine if I were in either of their positions, like taking care of my kids would be the first thing. And then like, if I have time, sure, I'll go see a therapist, but that's like not my main focus right now. It's like taking care of my kids, making ends meet. And then just like the day to day things that you have to do. Yeah. Right. To survive. It also might be worth it to get, um, I mean, again, this is another money thing, but this might be different in terms of like what's in your network or what's not is getting like um, your hormones checked, mm-hmm. her hormones checked because this started with the depo shot and now it's yeah. That, like, I mean, if you are on hormonal birth controls like that is going to like really throw your body through a loop and it, it takes a while for your body to fully reset. Yeah. So, I mean, she was on these hormonal birth controls and then she had like two kids pretty quickly in a row yeah you know and that is also changing your hormones yeah it's a a huge fluctuation totally i think um another thing that could be helpful here is because your wife is only going to do what she has the time and space to do she and she has to want to be doing these things she has to want to be seeking out like learning more reading books whatever for her own sake you know not just for yours but 
because she doesn't want to feel like that anymore. And I mean, obviously we don't know what like your day to day looks like with your wife and kids, you know? Um, but the thing that I could imagine helping would be taking a lot of those daily tasks off of her plate. So she has time to focus on herself. Yeah. Like for her own mental health, you know? And, um, I mean, that's also so much easier said than done. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, I'm sure they're both doing a A shit. Yeah. I'm sure they're both working their asses off to take care of their kids. So totally. But this is just like a word, like that's good advice, not just for them that wrote in, like for, for everyone, like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you are trying to like help someone out with something that they need to work on with themselves, like allowing them the space and time to do it by just like taking some shit off of their plate Mm -hmm. is like one of the few ways that you can help someone decide that they like want to make a change for themselves. Yeah. Such a considerate thing. Yeah. You know, Um, one of the things that I was reading in come as you are, because the author gives a lot of different like contextual examples of um like they're not exact stories of her past like clients and whatnot uh, but they're like kind of a culmination of them and one of them touches on how like the thing that increases um one of the partner's sex drive was the leading up to it so mm-hmm. foreplay isn't just like what you do but like the th- the physical things you do before you have sex it's everything that happened in that day yeah leading up to that which i think is because then you are in the you are in the space to like be you're in the mood to be in the mood yeah you know what i mean absolutely i think we've talked about that too yeah. like getting in the mood to be in the mood because people are so rarely like experiencing spontaneous desire yeah. Like I feel like after your mid 20s like <laughs> spontaneous desire is so much more rare. Especially totally. when you're comfortable in a relationship. Yeah. It's just not going to be as common to have this like spontaneous like desire sparked in you to like want to have sex. Totally. And when that starts to go away it feels like it's like something wrong in the relationship. Mm-hmm. But it then like it's so it's just how it goes. You know, yeah. People early on in relationships are having sex like every day, multiple times a day, sometimes, and then they'll go down to like once a week, and it's like, are we falling out of sync yeah. with each other? What's well, happening? I don't know if you feel this or have felt this way. Um, as women, like I don't feel this way in my relationship now, but like to feel like sex is just like like we've talked about this, like it's not for you. Mm. because so then it starts to feel like a chore because you're like well i know my partner wants sex so yeah i'll just get through it It, and i think especially it can feel like that when like and i'm not saying that it's a task the writer right but and i'm not saying that the writer that wrote this like their wife is feeling this way but i think in in situations like this where like the pressure it feels like there's pressure on you even though your partner is not like pushing it yeah your partner is not like they love you. They don't want you to feel pressured. They don't want you to feel uncomfortable, but because they're your partner and you care about them and you know, this is a thing you want. And like, you're the only one who could give that to them. Then it's like, <laughs> um, it's like having a hobby that you enjoy and then someone wants to pay you for it and it becomes less enjoyable. Yeah. What the fuck know? is that about? That's like, that's like how 
sex is sometimes yeah that's so true is like you you do want it and you know you enjoy it mm-hmm. but then it starts to feel like a task because someone's waiting for you to to do it yeah so it can yeah. be hard to kind of undo that expectation mm-hmm. like that feeling of expectation and um I don't know if this is a solution per se, but I know that this is something that I really enjoy and I also enjoy fantasizing about it is sex being all about me. Oh, yeah. Only about me. My pleasure is at the center of the evening and I don't feel pressured to finish. I finish first and... um. Like everything that is done are my favorite things. Damn. Like that's what that's like ideal sex to me. Yeah. And it doesn't like I'm not expecting that every time we have sex, but like that would be amazing. I I love having sex like that. Totally. And I mean, who doesn't, you know, right. if you want sex to be all about you, but it's so rarely about women and it's so rarely marketed to be about women yeah so when it is it feels like a fantasy <laughs> uh-huh damn that's so true yeah like the porn that i watch is all like it's all about the woman in in mm-hmm. the sexual encounter yeah because that really is a fantasy like that's so interesting i just want to be at the main i want to be the main character yeah i don't want to have to worry about like you or what you're doing or if you're having a good time i want you to just be having a good time because i'm having a good time mm-hmm because I enjoy that, you know? I, right. And this goes back to the conversation that we were having about, like, the different kinds of guys that want to, like, be good at sex to, like, leave a legacy versus, mm-hmm. like, the guy. And, like, it really is, like, having sex with somebody who you can g- tell, like, genuinely gives a fuck about how you're feeling. It changes sex. It's mm-hmm. so much. It's so much better. Like, and obviously that feels like, like, a duh statement. But, like, well, it really there's that, is. that tension feeling yeah. it, when it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Because um there's a level of trust and vulnerability involved it's so much harder to just mentally get to that state of like it is okay for sex to only be about me Mm -hmm. like it it requires effort otherwise because do you i don't know if you feel like this i'm realizing this now like having sex in the past um i'll feel like a level of like tension Mm -hmm. internally of like there's always a little bit of it that is performative oh absolutely and there's it's just like then you can't like fully enjoy it and like get lost in it yeah you know yeah toward the end of like I mean when I was like really like having a whole lot of sex with a bunch of different people like I wasn't feeling like that and then toward like when I was tapering off at the end I really started feeling like that and that Mm -hmm. was a signal to me that I was like ready to stop doing that because it was like I don't know it just kind of felt like I was like doing it for uh, for someone else like it wasn't like at the front of my mind before when I was dating I would be like I'm gonna go on a date with this guy and then we're gonna have sex like that was like on my calendar like back to back you know now like then after when that was going on for a while like whenever it would get to the point of us having sex I would just be like I don't really want to I don't want to do this but like I guess I'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. then I'm like you know like really selling it faking orgasms all the time and it's just like did you feel like that in your relationship with your ex yeah and I think it was because too like I 
I had only had sex with him at that point. Oh, and I didn't I forget about that. Yeah. I didn't know what else, what sex could be like with other people. So I was just kind of like, maybe I'm just somebody that just is not going to ever like sex. And like, that's okay because it, that is okay. But I was just like, I was operating under that assumption. And I, whenever I like wasn't in the mood, we were both kids and like, I don't like blame him for this, but like, he would take it personally our relationship had a lot of problems too so like that makes sense but like he would take it personally so like i stopped saying no when i wasn't in the mood and Ugh. we were long distance so like worse. yeah we were long distance we had to do it when we were together plan to only visit him while you're on your period yeah right <laughs> yeah oh sorry babe <laughs> um but yeah no i mean it was just it was a lot of like being performative and doing it just to kind of do it mm-hmm. and not like enjoying it yeah that's how i felt about most sex except for like one person i was dating in college wow yeah and then all of my other sexual encounters were like disappointing for the most part damn yeah i think that that's why i was so attached to music man for so long because it was the first like sex that i enjoyed yeah like literally ever you like go to subspace essentially yeah and like i say subspace or dom space or whatever but like it's it's just uh getting into a flow state yeah essentially and like getting into a flow state during like a sexual encounter is it can feel difficult but it's like that those are like the best moments in my opinion totally i was asking mr liz like we were talking about that flow state feeling and i was like how often do you experience that having sex and he's like i feel like i always kind of get there to a flow state and i was like oh that's interesting because i don't yeah you know and it it has like even in my relationship now i don't always get to a flow state that's just not how my brain works it does feel i would love to it's like meditative like yeah exactly it's kind of like a muscle if i have too much going on in my day and i it's just sometimes it's just hard for me to like get to that level of like bliss yeah and and not thinking about anything yeah it it can be really difficult so that's why like when the times i do get really deep into that flow state um my all of my senses are being engaged Mm-hmm. because then I'm like not it's it's so weird to try and explain like I'm not overstimulated like um I'm wearing a blindfold and I'm wearing headphones right. so I don't really know what's going on around me and then I just like can focus on like the music and um feel like what is happening around me versus and like letting it happen to me versus like you know watching and like trying to observe and like feeling like I need to be playing a part or something. Yeah. You can't play a part when you don't know what's going on. <laughs> Did you watch Stranger Things? Uh, no. Oh. I watched part of the first season. That was like how they would get um Eleven to like, like see, like have a psychic moment was they would like blindfold her and put in headphones so she could focus <laughs> and transport there. <laughs> Damn, it's a kinky ass like show. Like really have sex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, was that the end of that thought? Because I have a good transition for yeah, the breaking boobs. Yeah, that was boobs. the end of my thought. Yeah. Well, I also I hope this was at least somewhat helpful. Yeah. Or like gave you some ideas of of what you two can do together or like 
how you can be more supportive for your wife. I mean, you're already very supportive and it can be such a like sensitive and difficult, such a sensitive and difficult like topic to approach. Yeah. And, you know, we we don't have kids, so no. our advice is also limited, you know? Totally. But I do think too, like there's a lot in this that, a lot in your email that could be like taken or a lot in your email that's like relevant and relatable to a lot of people even if they don't have kids like mm-hmm. we're both just like hitting our mics today <laughs> i didn't hear yours okay good i just slammed my face into it um but like f- fluctuating sex drives and um like not wanting to like like wanting to be supportive of your partner without like pressuring like those are things that a lot of people experience there's just oh, yeah. additional this layers is- here this is like one of the top uh, problems that couples run into is mismatched sex drives. And then the number one, I think, is finance. It's like financial oh, stuff. Yeah, financial stuff and mismatched sex drives are like two of the biggest like points of contention in most relationships. So keep that in mind that this is like not a rare experience. And I think it's one of those things that's it's a different solution for everybody. Yeah. You know, so you'll have to kind of find your your magic mixture of what's going to work for you, too. Cool. Good bow, Liz. Thanks. Um, It's been a hot min since we've uh, had a breaking boobs. It has been. Talking tits. It has been. But I found one today. Okay, I'm excited. It's a little scary. Um, This is as of August 7th, but I didn't know, so I wanted to share it. There... Uh, Newsweek has reported that sex toys shed fertility damaging chemicals. That does not surprise me. Here's what it says. Like if you just like learn what is in pacifiers that babies put in their mouth. Mm -hmm. Like they talk about children's toys in this and how fucked up like all of it is. Yep. Um, So here's what it says. We got microplastics in our blood. Scientists have discovered that various types of sex toys may be capable of shedding microplastics and other dangerous chemicals. Four forms of sex toys, dual vibrators, external vibrators, anal toys, and anal beads were found to contain phthalates, phthalates, which are chemicals known to cause damage to the liver, kidneys, and reproductive system at high concentrations, according to a study published in the Journal of Microplastics and Nanoplastics. The chemicals were found in the sex toys at levels above the U.S. regulations and EU standards for children's toys. Um, the toys were also found to deposit nanoplastic fragments after being mechanically rubbed and scraped. Uh, so do some research on what you're putting in your body because I think it would be worth it to figure out if like the ones that the sex toys that you have have like been recalled in any sense. Oh yeah. That's so fucking, I mean like not, like you said, not surprising and terrifying. Yeah. I wonder like how you can figure out which ones are like high quality enough, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's worth investigating like brands and where they're made and what they're made with. Yeah. Does this have any other information? It doesn't. um, It has some stats about (laughs) who uses sex toys. Okay. So the phthalates, um, are chemicals that are used to make plastics more durable. They're found in a vast array of products, like vinyl flooring to soap to shampoos. 
Uh, a large number of people are exposed to them. And although the exact effects they have on the human body are unclear, some studies on rodents have found that they may impact the rodent's fertility and reproductive system. Okay, so it's really just the phthalates. It really just calls out those four types, though, which like... That's, that's like really all, all that there is. Yeah. Um, and this is not um, your go ahead to like put other things in your body. Yeah. No. <laughs> Especially your butthole. Okay. We've all learned from my mistakes. The, the you Titanic. Need a plug with a really wide base. The Titanic butt plug. I have to tell you, like, everybody that I know that starts listening to the podcast starts on that episode. That's so funny. And they ta- they text me or they tell me in person, like, how fucking incredible of a story that is. <laughs> and it honestly is so funny. I Sometimes I forget it happened to me. It's wild. And it, I mean, it is. It, it happens to people, you know? It's common. Yeah. I bet this happens, like, once a day at minimum. But it was, you hadn't told me until we were recording I want to look back on that, those videos. Yeah, I, I want to listen to it, re-listen to it. Um, but honestly, that was like, it, it's funny because it wasn't scary at first. Or like, it, you know. You were in survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. Like at first you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then now it's funny because I didn't need to go to the ER. Yeah, right. Um, and honestly, at some point, even if I did need to go to the ER, it would be funny totally and i have to remind myself like they see this shit all the time like when i went to the when i went to urgent care last night for my hemorrhoid before i knew it was a hemorrhoid i walked into the room they put my name big on the door and then inside the room they wrote um rectal bleeding really like large on the whiteboard and i was like you don't y'all don't this you're doing too much come on y'all this is there's no other way you have that information y'all don't need to put this on the whiteboard right next to my name giant but they it's like breathing for them you know and i was thinking about it i was like at least what would be stuck in my ass is something that was made to be in my ass you know true it's not something that you're like why did you put that in there it's not like a sharpie we you should know? we should find the craziest shit that they've pulled out of people's asses i there's definitely i'm sure a list. there are some things i don't want to know i want to know all of them <laughs> but it really is none of our business thank yeah. you <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's a callback. That's called a callback. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Amelia Sampson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Shall we? Yeah. Sick. I love when you say, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I always know when it's coming to you. I'm like, how is she going to say now it? It's what, been 154 of these. We shall. Yeah, this is 154. Fuck, man. That's crazy. Well, <laughs> we've been through so much. Well, we love you. We love you, our children. Oh, you! I tried to go low, but my voice stayed the same note. (laughs) I just was trying different mouth shapes (laughs) to make it lower. That was. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it was. (laughs) That's the lowest I can go. I want to see how low I can go. It's so hard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye.